Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Jason State and Leadership Solutions. And today we are hosting our third expert call. And we're truly honored today to have Francisco Quedlin, who is the founder and the president of IET Corporation, which is a, a contractor here in Southern Maryland. Um, I'll let him tell you a little bit more about what they do in just a minute. But uh, Francisco and I have been uh, friends now for probably 15, 16 years. We actually met in the gym. And uh, Frank, I, when I went to the gym the first time, I walked in and, and said, uh, I want to I want to find the biggest guy in here that the, the that's the most um, shredded. And I, that's who I want. I want to learn how to do it right. So that was Francisco. He was the guy in there. And uh, here's one thing I know about Francisco, and then we'll enter into the interview. And that is uh, whatever he puts his mind to, he excels. And uh, he's done that in business. And so I kind of want to start it off, Francisco. First of all, thank you for being willing to join me. Thank you, Jason. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. I don't know that... Uh... I'm a subject matter expert, but I'll definitely try to offer up whatever I have. Well, I, I, I think if, if I have any, any people this year that I'll be interviewing, you're certainly an expert. And, I, and I'll say one other thing, just for those of you that this might be your first interview joining in on all the people that I'm using as experts, some of them are church leaders, some of them are business leaders, some are just community leaders. But the, one, the two things they all have to have in order to be experts on this call is one, they're um, actively developing themselves or two or and two they're developing others and Francisco certainly meets both of those qualifications so again Francisco I know we've talked a little bit and um, about you know what I'm doing and I, I've got a lot of people on here that are um, hungry to grow some of them are uh, in the business world well all of them obviously are somehow connected to the business world but church leaders as well but the, again, the common ingredient is there are people that they want to grow. So the first question I, I want to ask is just kind of what, what is the catalyst that, uh, you know, I kind of met you when you were just getting started. What was the catalyst that moved you into the lane of um, starting, launching a business? Yeah, if, um, if I reflect back, it, it was really uh, one word necessity. You know, when I, when you had met me at that time, I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, shortly thereafter, uh, I got out of the Marine Corps. I was uh, in our marriage. I had two kids uh, to support. And so I think it was financial necessity. Uh, while I was looking for opportunities, I realized that my market value wasn't where it needed to be. Uh, I didn't have a degree. Um, all I had was uh, four years of experience in, in the Marine Corps. So at that time, all the opportunities that were given to me or afforded to me were, you know, $30,000 uh, jobs. And, you know, I did that for a little bit. And um, I think in that process, I looked at my financial plight with my family. You know, I felt like I, I wanted to be the income earner. My wife at the time had a, uh, a very good job. And so I felt like it, the time was right. You know, the, the, the time was uh, afforded to me to take a chance. You know, so I think it was necessity for financial reasons, but also necessity for myself. You know, I found that uh, at that time, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, asymmetrical risk for reward. And I think at that time, the upside uh, that I had uh, versus the downside, that if I made a mistake and I couldn't achieve anything in business, that uh, 
uh, it wouldn't hurt my family. So it was just a good timing. I was looking for opportunity. I felt that was the best uh, way for me to validate some of the things that I had innate within me um, in, in my creativity and in my willingness to try to learn new things. So it was just, it was timing um, and the right time for me and my family. All right, good. And I, I, you know, I know when we first met again, met at the gym, but we quickly became good friends and we started, you know, we'd come over to your home and interact a lot with your families, got to know your family very well. And, um, but I remember, of course, when you started out, the, the company, I, I believe when you started, it was just you and maybe two other employees, I believe. Yes. Uh, at the time, it was myself and I had two part-time employees um, that we were, you know, starting our business and I had some projects and, um, but yeah, it was, it was very small. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot of hope. And I've watched and I've watched you kind of progress. I remember at one time your office was kind of in your home mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, you had the other office uh, over there in Solomon's and then a couple of years ago, you guys purchased the building and then most recently you guys built a beautiful building. And uh, so, you know, talk to us a little bit about some of the, the growth that you guys have experienced over the last 15 years. Yeah, so originally, you know, we started off uh, with just a lot of vision, right? It was just, uh, you know, uh, when I started, I had a certain threshold of revenue that I was looking to try to attain. Um, we had some part-time employees, but over the years, uh, you know, the same reason that I started the business, I looked for individuals that mirrored uh, the same values and were looking for opportunity. And in doing so, I was able to attract uh, employees that were looking to develop themselves and, and were really looking to overachieve, right? Um, you know, uh, some of the reasons that I didn't go to college were from some poor decisions in high school and, and everything else. So um, what I realized is that there was a lot of people out there that are looking to, uh, to, to achieve more. And so throughout the years, I've always tried to find individuals who are looking for more opportunity and we started off in our home, then we went to our first office, and then from there we bought a building and we're there for seven years. And then here in 2020, we finished up our new building. Um, but we were always throughout the process looking uh, further out in our vision, right? It was, it was kind of always looking at six, seven dominoes ahead and always trying to make sure that our people, our processes, relationships, all of them were in alignment. And so throughout that process, it required always to taking inventory of uh, everyone's mindset, right? Because at every iteration or every milestone, it required a new mindset to develop, to help us achieve uh, the greater you know, vision that we were trying to attain. Awesome. So, yep. so, you know, from that, like you said, I've watched you progress through buildings. I've watched you go from a couple of volunteers. How many employees now do you have? Uh, we're sitting at 71. That's awesome. And of course, you know, tremendous financial growth that you guys have seen. And, and I, you know, I don't know, you know, numbers, how much you want to talk numbers on here, but I know you have great goals for the future. Or recently, you and I talked and I know you have some, that's one thing I, I, I really appreciate about you that you've inspired in me as well is never, never settling, just always, um, you know, continue to grow. So if you were to boil it down to three you know, three or four keys that you think have helped you guys to go from an office in your home to now this beautiful building from a few part-time employees to 70 
you know, 70 something employees. What, what do you think those three elements are? Um, I would, I would, I would, I, I think it, for us, I would distill it really to just one word investing, right? Whether, uh, you know, you're investing in, in uh, people within your company, um, as well as relationships externally that will help foster uh, new opportunities to let the company grow, or whether it's, you know, myself, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, through all these iterations, um, there have been different milestones that I had have to have learned from other people uh, that have been mentors to me. Um, you know, one of the quickest ways uh, that I think has helped me to grow as well as our people is, is to always seek others who've done it and, 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 and ask them questions so that we can compress time, right? Yeah. I, can, I can connect those dots and, and be able to, uh, to get there quicker because I don't have to make those mistakes. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's, it really comes down to, you know, yes, you can have buildings, you can have processes, you can have new opportunities, but you have to constantly be able to achieve uh, what the customer wants, what your people want, and then you have to have the resources to be able to keep it uh, investing. So everything's got to kind of be in alignment. I think um, the, 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 that's the one thing that I learned along the way is that you cannot be short-sighted. If you have a vision that's long-term, it's always going to keep you in balance and, and, and in harmony of your people, your customers, and your profit or resources that you're going to need, you know, um, and then I, the last point I would say is you, you, yourself and other people have to be resourceful, right? And, and they have to understand grit and hard work, right? Because there are so many people out there that um, entrepreneurs come up to me and they just see what, what it is now, right? Uh, yourself, you've seen the last 15 years, the sweat equity that we put into it. Um, but you have to have the ability to be resourceful and, and be able to understand that you're not always going to have the time, the money, uh, you know, all the right things in front of you that you have to go develop them and seek that out. Right. And so when you, when you yourself as a founder and other people that you attract in your company are resourceful, then there's not anything you can't achieve. It's just time and effort. Yeah. It's been fun um, being your friend, watching you, watching your success. And, uh, Another element that I think you, as you were talking about vision and seeing further down the road, one thing, both you and Mandy, um, that's, that's uh, Francisco's wife, Mandy, um, you guys are just generous people and your vision, I think your vision obviously for the business is great, but I've, I've also, uh, the, the way you guys have built the business is your vision and people. Uh, recently, I know you shared a story about one of your workers that um, was delivering pizza, I believe, to your home. And he had, he had, you know, as you got to talking with him, he had had a couple of degrees even, but was delivering pizza and you gave the guy an opportunity and now he's excelling. And to me, that was just a case study of how you guys have built that business. You guys, you know, you don't go out and recruit necessarily the best of the best, but you take people that are hungry to grow and you give them opportunities. So talk about, you know, if you could just for a minute, that being a priority that you and Mandy both hold and how you feel like that has made IET uh, unique and successful. Yeah, I, I think, um, uh, you know, that, that, that point is kind of one that is harmonious with our family and our business, you know, our kids and, and, and our employees, we kind of treat them all as family, right? Um, and, and, you know, I kind of have a, 
a saying in our company that if I walk down the halls of our, our, our office and I go, you know, I don't like you, I don't like you, I don't like you. When I say I don't like you, it's not so much personally as it is when my values don't identify and match with the individuals, then I'm not as, as uh, willing to invest in, in that individual, right? And, and so my wife and I both, uh, she's actually more giving and generous than I am. Um, I tend to be more cynical. Um, so we're kind of balanced to each other. She's my yin to my yang and all that. But, um, you know, she, uh, I, I think realistically, we know that, you know, business is all about people, right? And so at the end of the day, your greatest asset are the will of your people. And so we know that if we invest, and then a lot of times we have to invest early because individuals that we bring in don't know how good they actually could be. Yeah. So that investment uh, propagates later on when they start achieving results. And because we've invested early, uh, they have a loyalty to the company in our organization. Yeah. So it, it really comes back in spades and it, it really uh, helps. In fact, I was just here um, earlier talking to one of our, uh, to our vice president. And we're kind of at a point now with our company where we're, we're hiring people, younger people, and we're really trying to focus on our values because for so long we've invested in processes that we're going to prop people up mm. and now our people are growing and more people are doing things on behalf of the company and making commitments and so we feel like the only way that we can galvanize uh who we are and what we stand for is we really need to uh espouse our values and make sure that they're visible so the younger generation have a a, a compass yeah. right yeah. to to guiding them to uh, the things that we feel are important, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, it, I, I would I would be lying if I said it was easy, right? Yeah. Um, our strategy is pretty simple, but it's very hard to execute because it has to be intentional, right? You, you can't uh, get short-sighted and you can't uh, make decisions just because you want the money. You can't yeah. make decisions because you want the easy button because you want to hire someone that has the skill, but then you realize that, that person that has the skill they don't have the same values. That's good. So um, you, you really need to triangulate and just be in the center and and have, to me, it's all about knowing where you're going. And as long as you know where you're going, you're going to find a way there and you're going to attract the same people that want that, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think that's what we've done in our company and we try to do is, is just, you know, believe in people because, yeah. I, you know, people have... Uh, what I've realized is people want to grow, right? Yeah. If they're not growing, uh, they, they're they the same people that if they're not being creative and they're not trying to achieve more, be better versions of themselves, then they are the uh, then they can be the lazy ones. Yeah. Right? Um, so right now we're, we, we're focusing in really on leadership and, and making sure that those, uh, uh, that development is espoused within all of our employees. And, awesome. you know, that's harder than seems <laughs> yeah well and i, I think but like i think a minute ago you mentioned and i think every leader that's listening to this interview right now because a lot as leaders we all want loyal followers we want loyal workers we want people that when we say jump they say how high but many times we don't want to make the investment that it takes you know we want to hire people and just have them come in already drinking the kool-aid well you've got that now but because you've invested in people. And I've, you know, again, over the years, I've watched you guys. I remember early on in your company when it was, you're probably around 30 or 40 employees at the time, but, you know, a couple of times a year, you would have 
just these big community deals you would put on for all your employees. And it felt like a family reunion. And so now some of those people that, you know, 10 years ago when you were doing things like that, they were receptionists and, you know, clerks. And now they're the heads of departments because you guys have invested in them. And now I'm sure many of them could go and get, you know, other jobs, but they're loyal to you because you've taken the time to invest in them. And I just think that's a lesson every, every leader needs to understand is that loyalty comes through investment and you guys have taken the time and passed on probably a lot of shortcuts in order to be able to do that. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I, I, I concur. I, I think that, um, that, you know, to, to have leadership, it's a never ending uh, struggle. I, they, every person needs to always work on myself. I, I have my own shortcomings. Um, but I think the, if you distill it all down, the leader really needs to recognize that to lead, you first must connect. And to connect, that's, that's an actionable item, right? You have to do more than just tell someone what to do or counsel them. You have to connect on a level that, you know, for some, it's, it's, it's responsibility, it's money, it's uh, personal. You, you have to find that way to connect. And once you find that connection, then leading is easy because yeah. you're able to influence them. But so many people stay up top and they don't find a way to emotionally connect with the individual. So good. Well, the last last question, and uh, you know, and I'll say this for all of you that are watching this interview. I know it's streaming right now on Facebook. Um, uh, Francisco is going to be doing a call with uh, those of you that are in raising the bar on the tenth of April. That'll be uh, at ten o'clock, and he's going to be sharing whatever he wants to share. Uh, I've kind of left it open to him. Just something he feels like is important for development, whether that's personal business. I'll leave that up to him. But truly, um, Francisco is one of the, the great business minds that I've ever been around and uh, just a great, great guy and a great friend to me. So just want to leave you with one last question, Francisco, and that is, you know, raising the bar, uh, the course that we've that I've worked to develop. Actually, you had a lot to play in that. You know, you kind of spoke some things to me um, that kind of brought awareness that I didn't I didn't know there was some skills that I possessed. They were there, but it wasn't until you kind of spoke those things that they awakened within me that, hey, you know, maybe I do have some uh, more potential to help people. Uh, and, and so I, I, the question is this, kind of raising the bar is all about developing people, developing individuals, developing teams. And so as, as the uh, president of a company and somebody who has worked up from the ground floor to where you're at now, uh, how important is it that in you know, you talked about investing in people, but how important it is, is it for us to invest in our own growth? Um, I think if, if you're a leader, it's absolutely necessary um, because there's never a point where you actually reach uh, the mountaintop. I think there's always growth that needs to happen. And, you know, myself, you know, if I look back um, at some of my failures along the way over the last 15 years, a lot of it has come from my uh, lack of skill, you know, um, you know, I, I had never run a company of this magnitude. I had never, uh, been in accounting or HR or project development or, or any of those things. So I, I think the only reason that I was able to attain a certain level of uh, knowledge is I was seeking it. Right. And so the desire to learn, um, is what propels you to achieve that skill. And I think to the degree that you, you develop those skills, 
then you're able to give to others. And I think that's the greatest benefit is being able to give to others and sharing others uh, what you've learned, right? At, at the end of the day, a knowledgeable person is one that they can take something that they've learned and distill it in a way that that other person can, can understand and comprehend. Um, and so for, for, for me, it's just investing yourself is the greatest gift that you can do because you're, be, you're getting to yourself to be a better version of yourself. And when that happens, everyone else benefits personally and professionally. And so, um, you know, that's to me, you can never overachieve that, but you do get to look back and, and see, wow, I, if I was Francisco, if I had the mindset and things that I've learned now, and I went back five years, I probably would have jumped five years ahead, yeah. you know, because my optics are different. The reference points in which I make decisions, I've added things to it. And so um, when you have that, you're able to look back and, and make better decisions or informed decisions. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I, every time I'm with you, uh, and, and one of the highlights for me is stealing an hour of, of Francisco's time and him just talking to me. And uh, he's, he's just a great uh, motivator, just in the sense when he's, he'll, you know, what books you're reading lately, you're, you're always reading new books. And so after we talk, I go out and buy the books you're reading. Because I know you're, you've obviously, you know, I don't want somebody who's never climbed a mountain to tell me how to climb Mount Everest. I want people who are at least at, toward the top, you know, that have been there or on their way there. And that's what you are. You're somebody who I know is hungry to grow and you're investing in yourself. And uh, so I wanted you all to get to meet my friend tonight and hear a little bit from him. And so if you're able to, if you're a part of Raising the Bar, you need to, you owe it to yourself to be on that call on the 10th and uh, listen to Francisco talk a little bit more. So thank you, Francisco, for your time. Yeah, Jason, I, I also want to conclude with, I, I think and I appreciate, I just want to say to you that, you know, your empathy and your ability to uh, listen sometimes to my chaos, you know, I, I, I want everyone on the line who's, who's viewing this to understand how uh, a lot of times, um, no matter what you what level you try to reach, you you need a coach who's going to be empathetic and help you see your way through. And I, I think there's nobody better than Jason. Uh, I've known him for 15 years. I wouldn't be on this call at nine o'clock at night uh, here um, just for my own edification. You know, um, I, I really believe that uh, Jason has the empathy to deploy uh, everyone's strengths. And, and, and get people where they need to get to. So I, I just wanted to say that. So, um, you know. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And uh, you've just heard from one of the best tonight. So take some notes, write it down, and uh, let's all grow together. Thank you again, Francisco. All right. Thank you, Jason. Talk yes, to you sir. later. All right. Bye.